In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films. Two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for... Mockbusters. But just one second, this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. You've been hit by, you've been struck by a true criminal. I don't have a response. I don't have a response <laughs> to that. So, so there, there we go. You know what the uh, you know what the genre is this week. Okay, so we have a very exciting pair of judges on we do. this week. And I think people will find this a very special episode. Hey, okay. So, I mean, let's just get straight into it, shall we? Let's hear who we have this week and what they've got for us. Hi, I'm Cameron James. And I'm Alexi Toliopoulos. And this week's wonderful genre is... Investigative drama. Investigative drama. It's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Investigative drama. Investigative drama. But yeah, basically, we've extended that to basically encapsulate a couple of subgenres, mainly being uh, police procedural, true crime. <laughs> I think that's it. So I guess if we were to kind of put it into examples, I guess you could say this could be big budget Hollywood films like Zodiac, which is, of course, based on a true story um, about the Zodiac killer. But also it could be about true crime documentaries like Making a Murderer, Serial. Mm -hmm. Could also be fictional as well, like Seven. Yeah, so a lot of mysteries to be solved in this episode. But, of course, the biggest mystery of all is which titles do we have to work with this week? So this week we're going to use five from the plot device. And because we've had quite a few good ones in, we're going to use two audience suggestions so matt do you want to take us away with the plot device plot device what you got for me lad okay right straight out the gate title number one crime of the owlish conductor what's the what the owlish is the the, the bird the owl yeah that god that's that's so complex i know as an idea from from the plot device title number two enter the truth. Ooh, enter the truth. Doesn't give much away, but Doesn't. I, I do like that. That's what we like with uh, investigative drama, is a bit of ambiguity. Yeah. Title number three. Fittingly, Three's a Crowd. Ooh, I like that. Three's a Crowd. That sounds like an Agatha Christie novel or it, something. Yeah, yeah, that's a Poirot, isn't it? Title number four. Secret of the Kissing Stranger. The plot device is doing well this week. Title number five. The Clue of the Missing Tuba. The Clue of the Missing Tuba. Yeah. So there's a crime at band practice. Yep. I guess it's time we move on to our audience suggestions. So what I've done is I've made up a little list of our best audience suggestions this week. So Matt, you are going to have to pick two numbers between one and six. I'm going to go with number three because I'm looking for victory number three. So you have a title from Johnny Cox Vanell, otherwise known as Scratch Bandicoot. So you can check him out on Instagram. 
if you like music. He has sent in the Psychedelicatessen. Psychedelicatessen. I like that. I love a good play on words. My next number, I want to win season two. So I'm going to go with number two. Slightly different approach to this title. This one was sent in by Shelley Draper. Oh, lovely Shelley. And this one is Badger and Flange Investigate. (laughs) I like that one a lot. No. I've got something, but I've I've not prepared the impression at all. (laughs) God, these impressions are going to be shit. Oh, Matt, is that your phone ringing? Uh, That is my phone ringing, yes. I will just answer that now. Hello. Hi, Matthew, it's me, Martin Scorsese. (laughs) Oh, yeah, sounding as accurate as ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's me, Martin Scorsese. Uh, I I have just been listening to myself for a few seconds on YouTube, and this is the closest I've gotten. (laughs) Okay, mate, Uh, yeah. I'm I'm afraid, Matthew, I've I've got some bad news. Oh, no. Uh, Obviously, I was scheduled to to be working with you on your new investigative drama. Yeah, you were. Unfortunately, uh, I've got a scheduling conflict that's just come up. It's absolutely unavoidable, I'm afraid. And uh, I'm I'm working on a new project with Robert De Niro. Sure. Uh, Is it a bread advert? It's a new bread advert. Yeah, of course, of course. It's it's a new bread advert, and we've we've gone into the 18th week of production now. Sure. It's it's, it's an epic for uh, Hovis. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to make that dough. Oh, yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. But I'm afraid uh, I I can't help you with your new film. So what I've done instead is, you know, I've got a lot of Hollywood connections. Mm -hmm. So I've uh, I've gone out of my way to uh, to 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 line up some replacements for you. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, there was no one who had an entirely free schedule. So what I've done instead is uh, I've organized two directors who are each going to do 50 percent of your movie. Unfortunately, they're not free at the same time, so each 50% of the movie is going to be shot completely independently. Uh, One half of your movie is directed by Wes Anderson. A a Wes Anderson investigative drama. And the other half of your movie is by David Fincher. Oh my god. So, uh, David Fincher of of Mindhunters and Zodiac... And, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm happy about him. That's great news, but... And Wes Anderson of... Uh, the Grand, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I Love Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Great oh, films, God, just movie. not not really true crime, are they? No, so basically, uh, it's your, your movie is going to cut between the two halves of this film that were filmed entirely separately. The plot's the same, the cast can be the same, but I want the style of these movies, you know, one half of it, Wes Anderson... The other half, David Fincher. You can edit this together however you like. You know, you could maybe ask one to do the first half and the other the second half, or you could just cut scene by scene in between them. Thanks. (laughs) Right, Marty, you go do your fucking Hovis advert. Okay, okay. Uh, Robert, I want you ready in a few minutes, okay? Is that that Joe Pesci in a hot dog costume? So what if it is? I don't even know how that is that, is that is that Al Pacino <laughs> stacking cobs? Say a lord of my little corn. Oh, is that is that Mark Wahlberg just punching a toaster? I asked you to make me some toast. You didn't make me the toast, man. That's pretty good, actually. All right, Marty, this sounds like a great bread advert, mate, so I'll let you get to filming it. Sounds like now. Oh, thank you, Matt. Uh, yeah, because this is a flawless action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye. 
Wow. I just forget how well connected I am in, in Hollywood sometimes. Yeah. 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 Oh, Jack, I think... Have you got an Xbox One in the background? No, I don't. You do? You've got an Xbox One in the background? <laughs> oh, of course. Yes. No, yes. It's brand Sorry, new. It's, 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 got, my... it's got a ribbon on it. I think it's a gift. Oh, my God. That's so nice. Wow. What, oh, what? Okay. It's got a little tag on it. What does it say? Um... Oh, wait, just, just let me see, because I know you have trouble reading. Do you want to just show show it to the camera? Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Oh, it says, smash this Xbox in for a surprise. Smash this Xbox in for a surprise? Yeah. So, you want me to unbox it or just smash just, it as it is? I think it just... Sp- oh, there's a little note at the bottom that says, P.S., I mean, just absolutely smash it to bits. Okay. Um. Well, let me just get my baseball bat out. Ah! Ah! Oh, dear. Oh, what's <sighs> what's that inside the smashed Xbox? It's like a little, it's like just like a little disc, a little metal disc. It's got a big button I, on it. What what happens if you, I don't know, Matt? What is it? What happens if you press the button in the middle of the disc? I wonder. Oh my Let's... god! It's 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 a it's a holographic man. Who is it? Uh, Ask who it is. I, I don't know who is who is it. Oh hi, Jack. It's me, Bill Gates. Hi, Bill Gates. Uh, as as you can tell, I've I've really researched the impression. I don't sound like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was just on my many private islands. Uh... <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, inventing uh, diseases to make a pandemic, so I could. Uh, implement microchips uh, and I thought oh Jack's making an investigative drama film uh, I want a slice of that cake um, now here's the deal uh, are you familiar with my web search tool Bing? <laughs> yes I am familiar with Bing well I am giving you a shitload of my money so that Bing is the sponsor of your drama so any research um any databasing, it's all done through Bing, because it is the only search engine. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I hope they have Bing in Australia. They, they have Bing everywhere. It, it's really big. It's the biggest search tool on the planet. The biggest search tool yeah. on the planet. I mean, you could just Google it. Um, load, I mean, biggest! <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that is that my only specification, then, is oh, that I just got to promote there, Bing? There has to be... It, you know, you really got to go to town on... Why am I Christopher Walken? <laughs> okay, uh... Oh, <coughs> uh, I got a cold now, Jackie. So, <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a whole lot of Bing within your film. Uh, yeah, just a shitload of Bing. Normally, I find when I'm doing these requests, I've, I've got, like, you know, a paragraph full of notes. Here, I've just got two words underlined, promote Bing. That's all you need, promote Bing. <laughs> okay, Have you, okay, uh, well... Have you had your vaccination yet? No, I haven't. I'm quite far on down the list, I'm afraid. It's a shame. Goodbye. Why? Oh, and then it's oh. just disappeared. That was that was haunting. Now I've just got shards of Xbox all over. Why why did it have to be inside the Xbox? I don't know. He's a mysterious man. He works in mysterious ways. Yeah. He do, he well, he certainly does. I guess you he could certainly just does. you could just bing why that happened. Wow. Okay, right, we've got everything we need. So, with the power of editing, I will see you in just a few short seconds. See you in a bit. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Mockbusters Season 2, Episode 5. So we're really excited about the two guests that we've got judging our investigative dramas today. They are the masterminds behind the investigative mystery podcast Finding Drago and Finding Desperado and the movie-savvy hosts and comedians behind Total Reboot and Mike Check. It's Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. Thank you so much for having us via the magic of Zoom. We adore Zoom. We adore Zoom technology. It is some of the most fascinating ways to conduct interviews across the internet. Guys, are you being, have you brought a sponsorship onto our podcast? Well, part of our deal overall is whenever we appear on anyone else's podcast, we like mm. to bring in a sponsor. And today yes, we, sure, have, sure. we have brought in Zoom. They're wonderful mm-hmm. guys and they they have a great product and a really cool office. A, a spectacular <laughs> team, a spectacular team of blokes that we're just so excited to work with and hear back from finally. We we yeah. have emailed them about this sponsorship, but we think this will get them to we'll hear something back finally from them because of this. So this is the one. It. This is the one podcast mm. that will make them go. You know what, lads? Let's let's take a punt on these two. I reckon we can strike up some business here. We only do sponsorship on other people's podcasts. Yeah, we wouldn't want to compromise our own vision in that way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We got to stay. We have to keep our integrity as critics yeah. and investigators that work for the sure. public broadcaster. So whenever we go else, we're like, we're bringing some freaking ad money in. We're going to bring we're the revenue in now. Some cash in, some cashola. Based on things that have happened in our trailers this week this isn't going to be the last time you're going to be hearing some sponsorships this week (laughs) alexi cam you guys masterminded finding drago finding desperado that's kind of the main link with uh, our genre this week of investigative drama i was wondering if you guys could give us a quick your best elevator pitch on what Finding Drago and Finding Desperado, for those that don't know, what is that show? Well, it is an investigative documentary made by two absolute nincompoops about <laughs> uh, popular culture mysteries. So the first season is uh, I found this weird book about Rocky Four, following the villain of Rocky Four, Ivan Drago, in the later stages of his life. And it was written by a mysterious author that I had to track down. And season two is Finding Desperado, which Cameron? We found a Guinness World Record for the world's youngest filmmaker, a record that we believed to be fraudulent. So in both series, series one and two, we're solving a pop culture mystery that really doesn't matter. But we treat it with all the seriousness of a true crime documentary podcast. Incredibly low stakes. So, so low stakes, but we freaking love police procedurals. Mm. We love investigative movies. And I uh, I guess that's why we wanted to do that with you guys, because we wanted to kind of hear how your genius brains tackle our favourite genre. <laughs> I think I speak for both myself and Jack when we say it is absolutely enthralling. It is, it's all the binge-worthy sort of quality you look for in a true crime documentary series, but more light-hearted. I was going to say, it was an incredible feat. Finding it once is something... You know, like being able to find Finding Drago and that whole incredible mystery. I don't. It's hard to talk about because I don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't yeah. listened to it because it's uh, it's really a journey. But finding that twice 
How did you go about, you know, finding a way for lightning to strike twice and find two internet mysteries? Well, um, as you can see, the expectations were on us at the time as well to find something (laughs) worthy of it. It's not like it's a serious mystery. It's not like we're finding Jimmy Hoffa or anything like that. Really, it is just something incredibly low stakes. It's just that... Mm. I don't know. People, if you set up at the start of a series, hey, we want to find something, and then you go looking for it, people are fucking interested. They want to know. They want to know yeah. what you're going to find. I mean, the it's- fact that it's such a low stakes mystery, though, seems to me a much harder thing to find. <laughs> <laughs> it is It it is difficult, but um, Alexi and I are the type of people that spend a lot of time reading about these sorts of things, you know, hanging out online. We know a lot about all those film mysteries and music mysteries and unsolved um, urban legends in popular culture. We talk about this stuff all the time. So it's just kind of always there in our Rolodex of Mm. um, things we want to talk about. The the hard part is making it interesting to other people. (laughs) I wanted to talk to you about, because I think this is one of, the absolute best aspects that ties the whole of those series together is the score and the soundtrack. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, the man behind it? It's Luca Baroni-Peters, is that correct? Yeah, he's um, one of my best mates from film school and he's actually like a more a very successful like young cinematographer but like in film school he's also like a DJ and stuff and would just do the music for the films that I made. I originally like finding Drago started as like a short film that I was making and he did the music for that. So it's kind of like a no-brainer like, oh, Luca, come do the music again even though like that's not what you'd normally do for a job. He just like knew all the references that I wanted and like, mm-hmm. you know, we worked very closely together to like bring this kind of very cool and weird score and like trying to make it very inspirational at points and very mysterious investigative at points it's it's one of my favorite parts of making the podcast is like getting into the music because it's something that's a little bit out of my comfort zone but it's um it's like where all the production value comes from basically see because you guys um released a (laughs) bonus episode that was just the tracks Mm. at the end of finding drago I've gone back to that like 10 times and just listened to the music. So yeah, it's a so, bop. I think it's so great. It's a bop. It's so great. And <laughs> likewise with the Desperado tracks as well. Yeah, he's a very talented musician and a very talented cinematographer. And uh, it's in- actually, he's very good looking as well. It's incredibly mm. frustrating. <laughs> Matt, do you want to take us away with the titles or shall I? I'll take <laughs> us away with the titles. So, title number one, Crime... Of the owlish conductor. Owlish. Ooh, owlish. Owlish. So, mm. yeah, like the bird. Mm. As in owl-like. Like yeah. an owl. Resembling oh. an owl. I have actually been heckled by that while performing stand-up. Someone said I was quite owlish. So I'm <laughs> interested in seeing how that goes. I was wearing a scarf, and I think with glasses and a scarf, I did... I mean, it was true. I did look like an owl, so they nailed me. <laughs> For the record, Alexi then said... Who said that? Who? Who? Oh. Who said that? Yeah. Who? And it was yes. very funny. And people and were like, all... "This is one of the greatest moments of stand-up comedy in the country of Australia." I remember, like, Chris Rock was there, and he mm-hmm. said, "I quit comedy. This is too good." It was talked about on the news for several weeks here in Australia. It was yeah. very yeah. nothing else was really going on, so it became a huge story. Sure, Heckler <laughs> had to put himself straight to bed. <laughs> it was the only fair way. <laughs> right, title number two. Enter the truth. 
I like it, but I don't mm. think it sounds like a crime procedural. It sounds more like a like a 1980s kung fu sort of mm. film. It sounds. Yeah. It's got Jean Claude Van Damme written all over it. Oh, absolutely. yep, yep, yep. JCVD would be in there. He'd be mm. he'd be called he'd be called like John Truth or something. Yeah, and yeah. he's. <laughs> And it is like a micro scale thing where people explore his body, like they get shrunken yeah. down, yeah. and they it's have micro to enter scale, the truth. And he also has a micro penis, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. part of the plot. <laughs> it's a detail. Can we just make that one instead? Yeah. <laughs> Title number three, fittingly, Three's a crowd. Wow! So it's a sequel to the Dennis Quaid movie Three's Company. I presume. Title number four, Secret. Of the kissing stranger. Okay, oh. yeah, I li- I'm into this one. Me too. I like it. This Very is scary. Noir. This sounds tense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yes. we love strangers. Strangers are incredibly exciting characters to have in these investigative yeah. things yeah. because, especially when they've got it's... secrets. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when they've got a pair of smooching lips ready to oh, pounce good upon you. Grief! Oh, I'd yeah. love to kiss a stranger with a secret one day. <laughs> well, so like, this, does is it a stranger that has a secret, or do you want to kiss them using a secret? <laughs> the secret is that I'm a bad kisser. <laughs> like, you just you've got a briefcase with a mm. classified document, just <laughs> ram it on their lips. <laughs> Title number five: The Clue of the Missing Tuba. <laughs> Wow. I adore this one. I pray this is the one that's chosen because a missing item is one of the most famous techniques in cinema. It is known as a something. I can't remember the term. Uh, It's actually quite early in the morning here. A McMuffin. Yes, that's actually... I just ate a McMuffin. It's known as a McMuffin. And every good film's got one. We had two from our listeners Mm -hmm. as well. So our first... (laughs) of our listener suggestions was from Johnny Cox Vanell and it was the psychedelicatessen. <gasps> that the one's really good. I love That's it. That's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Johnny, you're a star. <laughs> it combines mon- one of my favorite things, which is a delicatessen and psychopaths. So it's very exciting. I thought you were say puns. What <laughs> puns? I I don't... Combines yeah. psychedelic drugs and delicatessens. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It sounds cool. You know, one of our favorite words that Cameron and I share is shagadelic. So anything that oh, gets yes. close to that, I'm like, you're yeah. in the ballpark of millionaires. If something oh, nudges God, up I... against shagadelic, I'm very happy. And our second listener suggestion sent in by Shelley Draper was Badger and Flange Investigate. Yeah, that's that's a winner. That is yeah. really good. Bit that's a, a go picture. Buddy cop. Yeah. Right out of the that's gate, a that's light. a go picture. That's a green that's, light. If I'm yeah. seeing that come across my desk, I'm like, make I'm it a in. freaking series. I'm Do in. it. <laughs> Let me just say as well, Shelley Draper, one of the great names I've ever heard. Yes. Yeah. There will be a character in there named after you because it's a beautiful name, much like Badger and Flange itself. We were absolutely (laughs) spoiled for choice with our titles this Mm -hmm. week. But spoiling our choices was, of course, our executive producers. Mm. Now, Jack, you had a very interesting bit of communication from a very accurate-sounding Bill Gates. I did. Yeah, I did, yeah. One of the world's richest men and uh, the lead of the Muppets, or so it sounded. Uh, we had we had Bill Gates give me a call, and basically he asked me, in no uncertain terms, 
to use my investigative drama to promote his alternative search engine, Bing. Wow. Hmm. I'm going to be exploring in my trailer uh, the capacity and the reason why you should be using Bing over other popular search engines that do exist. I mean, he was pretty adamant that no other search engines exist, wasn't he? He was, uh, although if that were the case, I don't really understand why he would be so adamant in me promoting this one. (laughs) Bill Gates works in mysterious ways. Can can I ask you guys a question? Um, Earlier on, you had a go at Alexi and I for bringing our sponsor into mm. your show, but it seems now that you also have a sponsor, and that is Bing. Do you not see the hypocrisy yeah. there? But it's not a sponsor of the podcast. It's a sponsor for a, a $50 million bit of shit. <laughs> here's, here's where I stand on it, Cameron. Uh, you were receiving money for the previous one. Mm. I was. I'm receiving money on this one, okay. so for me that completely changes. Oh, so sure, we, all, sure, yeah. we all have different sponsors, and that's yeah. fine. Okay, so on the flip side of that coin, Matt, who did you have contact you with a producer request? Um, I had the unmistakably accurate voice of Martin Scorsese uh, give me a call because apparently, and I didn't know this, uh, he was in line to direct my film for me, which I thought was great. However, he's since committed to working on a new bread advert with Robert De Niro Mm. and so simply doesn't have the time. He's managed to pull a few strings and has managed to secure me not only one great director, but two great directors who cannot contact each other, but somehow are expected to make 50% of the same film each. And those directors are Wes Anderson... Mm -hmm. And David Fincher. Wow, two masters okay. of the craft. Yep. I could see those guys' styles meshing in a completely natural way. So there we go. We've got one Bing advert and we've mm. got one, I don't even know what you'd call it. An abomination. Frankenstein film. <laughs> okay then, so we'll, we'll let you both deliberate if you need to, but now is the time where we make the decision. Whose trailer would you like to hear first? Uh, Alexi, let's just have a brief chat. Between us. Yep. Jack and Matt, if you guys could take your headphones off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. Wow, they actually took the headphones off. <laughs> they actually did off. it. I'm thinking I want to hear the Wes Anderson, David Lynch one first. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Okay. Come back. Come back, guys. All right. We've okay. made a uh, decision and we've decided we want to hear the Frankenstein film <laughs> first. So the Wes Anderson, David Fincher masterpiece. That's mm-hmm. right. Alexi, Cam. Are you mm-hmm. both sitting comfortably? Mm-hmm. You bet, yeah. Anderson and Fincher proudly present to you. It was a story of girl meets boy. Hello. Hello. A story of girl kills boy and sells his kidneys for drug money. Ah! Ah! It was a drug crisis that crippled a city. A new psychedelic drug has taken the city by storm with death rates at an all-time high. We're working very closely with law enforcement to monitor and contain this crisis. We got no leads. Questions are being asked of this department. I don't care what you gotta do or who you gotta shake down. We need to find some answers. But where were the drugs coming from? 
Oh, hi. Welcome to Little Sid's Deli. How can I help? Um, just these, please. Okay, so that's some bananas, two French baguettes, a copy of Lithuanian Oceanographer's Digest, a single bay leaf, and some LSD in a Thunderbird's Pez dispenser. Cash or credit? Owen Wilson is Little Sid. Oh, I saw you perusing the salted meats there. Can I interest you in some hardcore psychedelics? Oh, yummy, a fresh batch. And Morgan Freeman is Detective Todd. This morning, we found another poor soul lost to this strain of LSD. All we could find at the scene of the crime was a half-eaten tuna melt sandwich and a vintage Pez dispenser. The same two items that link every single fatality we have on record. Boys, it's time for a deli raid. He's caught in a game of cat and mouse. A stop-motion animated cat and mouse, voiced by Bill Murray and Jeff Goldblum. Meow, I am a cat. Squeak, squeak, I am a little mouse. Also starring Brad Pitt. We've been roughing up the guys at the subway, but still no leads, boss. Son, when was the last time you had a sandwich this divine at a goddamn subway? This is the work of a quirky, independent lunch spot. Now let's go find that Pez dispensing son of a bitch. It's the story of an average, mild-mannered drugs kingpin. Say, you're not an undercover cop, are you? Because legally, you'd have to tell me. Darn. You've rumbled me. I'm afraid I will have to kill you now. That is fair and square. Ouch. With Tilda Swinton as his wife, also called Sid. Darling, I started tripping mad balls in my evening bath. Did you use this jar? Oh no, these aren't bath salts. These are bath salts. Follow two esteemed detectives as they race against time to save the city. Tell me where you got this delicious sandwich! What do you mean guacamole is extra? You call that a quirky pass dispenser? Nothing gluten-free. What kind of chicken shit delicatessen is this? Half directed by visionary director Wes Anderson. Telegram for you, Master Sid. Dear Sid, we have you surrounded. Kindest regards, the police. Telegram boy, please deliver this box to them. And also David Fincher. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? It's just a box of sandwiches, son. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. No, your wife's head is in here, too. The Psychedelicatessen. Coming soon. Bravo. Bravo. I was wondering how you were gonna how you were gonna negotiate that. I was gonna wrap that, that up. Uh... It was immensely difficult. It was immensely, <laughs> immensely difficult. Good to find a way Good. to bring that together, and that's the abomination that you get. <laughs> wow, that was really. I'm I'm genuinely impressed by that. I went Thank in you. planning to be bad cop here. Alexi was gonna be good cop. I was gonna be bad cop, but I, we're gonna flip it because I'm a big fan. And I'm giving. I'm actually willing to fund this project. Oh, amazing! Do you want to run us through some of that cast again, Matt? Yeah. So obviously, it was really easy casting process because, mm-hmm. as mm. as you all know, you you say to someone, "Do you want to be in a Wes Anderson film?" They will say, "Obviously." Mm-hmm. So uh, the main players we've got Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt as as the mm. two leading detectives there. Then we've got Owen Wilson, Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, mm-hmm. um, Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. 
Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet. So it, it goes um, to stand that I you, you mentioned stop motion. Yeah. How, how how do you sort of seamlessly transition from the fifty percent? Mm. Oh no! So, so it wasn't. It wasn't. Fi- <laughs> <laughs> so all of Wes Anderson's bit wasn't stop motion. There's just there's two characters that are stop motion, and that is the just cat Bill and the mouse. Murray and Jeff Goldblum's characters. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. were you paying oh, attention see. to the trailer? Because <laughs> thank you, I was Cam, paying attention, and that's a that's very clearly spelled out in there. If that was clear, then I, I apologise, Cam mm. and and Matt. I've got thank a bit you. of a um, a bit of a sad note to sort of follow up on this Matt. Mm-hmm. how did you get Wes Anderson you know we all know that he's, he's had a troubled past how did you get him <laughs> working working with Pez again because as you know he had a severe Pez addiction mm. for many years changed his name by <coughs> deed to Pez Anderson yeah. for quite a few years mm. and he's he has been distancing himself from the brand uh, how how did you get that well because obviously this is wildly against Pez like this isn't painting Pez in a good light wow you know, it's making so. Oh shit! Like, could my Pez dispenser have LSD in it? I don't think I will buy any Pez ever again. Okay. So it's like the reverse sponsorship uh, arrangement, mm. where Wes could actively mm. demonetize a brand. Wow. Um, and he was just he was just well up for that. Wow. Plus, he really wants he wants to change his name back to Pez Anderson, and so the the quicker he can get rid of Pez, you know. <laughs> The better. <laughs> what was the relationship like between uh, Wes or Pez and Fincher? Yeah, well, see, that was where it was awkward because Fincher absolutely loves Pez. Like, mm. it, was, it was in his rider that there had to be Pez hmm. uh, on site wow. at any one time. I heard he only eats Pez out of a... Um... <laughs> Out of a Minions Pez dispenser, yeah. though, doesn't he? Wow. I've actually... Um, I heard that the original title for the social network was the Pez Network. That's <laughs> correct. As we all know, a considerable a considerable amount of Pez was consumed when Mark Zuckerberg made the Facebook, which was originally wow. called the Pez Book, and because it was just rating different <laughs> Pez dispensers. <laughs> I heard that the Zodiac Killer was originally known as the Pez Killer. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that true? I haven't heard that before. No, I haven't heard yes. that either. I think you're lying. Yeah. No, that that is true. So, that is I, true. Wow. Well, I've I've said it, so it must be true. There's yeah. something that I've heard. In after David Fincher finished making Seven, he actually used Gwyneth Paltrow's head prop to make a giant mm. Pez dispenser. Mm. Is that true? That's, heard, that's true. That. That's the Pez dispenser he used before the Minions one. Mm. Oh wow! Um, it was yeah. too big though. Yeah, famously led to the inspirations of him then going on to make the girl with the Pez tattoo. Yeah. Mm. and the mm. curious case of Pez. Yeah. <laughs> We've ended up down the most specific and niche cul-de-sac <laughs> imaginable. It is, in fact, a cul-de-sac. There's no way out. There's no way turn around. out. We live here There's now. No way out. You're just drown- drowning in pairs. Oh, well, I, I think this was really good. I'm really impressed with it. I would love to see the full film. Um, my My one problem with it, though, mm-hmm. if I do have to nitpick, is... Yeah. You know, I'm a big Owen Wilson guy. You guys know uh-huh. that. He's one of yeah. my favourite actors. The mm-hmm. only two actors that I like more than him are Luke Wilson and Andrew Wilson. Where are those guys? Oh, they're both in the film as well. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, they yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, um, they are, they play twins um, <laughs> in, in quirky matching <laughs> tracksuits, uh, Hawaiian print tracksuits. It's wow. well quirky. Uh, and they're ba- they basically act as the psycho delicatessens delivery boys stroke wow. dealers 
Uh, and let's just say they get into some hilarious hijinks that may or may not include Pez. <laughs> Was, was there pears in your trailer? Yes. <laughs> I assume there was. Yeah, there was, there was pears. All the, the LSD was being, there was. was being dealt in vintage pears dispensers, yeah. There we go. Yes, there we go. Well, I mean, I, I've just got pears on the brain, so I've got no further further questions. Okay, good. How about you guys? Um, no, I'm just very impressed by this whole thing, you know? Oh, very... Alexi, yep. that's very funny. Thank I'll, you I'll leave so much. You, I will leave you with a parting thought on my film. If you think you'll enjoy the theatrical release, wait till <gasps> you hear about the dispensers cut. Oh, oh good grief. My I'm Lord. over the moon excited by that kind of pun. Oh, wow. It's definitely wordplay. Jury's out on whether it's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like VAR. There's someone there with a headset like, no penalty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God. See, a couple of weeks ago, Matt lost based purely on puns. I have a feeling this week it's going to go the opposite way. <laughs> Listen, mate, if you just stick to your guns, you play with the same lottery numbers every week, you know? Mm. You don't mm. change them up. Uh, no one has any further questions, is that right? We're all, we're no, all wrapped up it's here? It's perfect. A plus. Okay, so now for something completely different. Are you sitting comfortably? Mm-hmm. Reclined and ready. Let's go. Kissing, Tennessee. A small suburban town. A Bing search result shows less than 5,000 people live here. White picket fence. A safe place to raise your kids. That's what the people of this small town thought until everything changed. One fateful night, 17th of July, 2012. I was a resident of Kissing at the time of the uh, murders. Of course, we didn't know that then. The investigating officers were John Badger and Rhonda Flange from the uh, sheriff's office. As far as I can recall, there were two murders that night, both with identical blunt force trauma to the back of the head. But that wasn't the only crime taking place on 17th July 2012. Now, on the other side of town, we had a young boy report a theft of a tuba on his way to band practice. Now, at the time, I did not know what a tuba was. But using the powerful, intuitive, and easy-to-use search methods available on Bing, I was able to discover that it's actually like a daddy grown-up trumpet. I also found this short film by a 13-year-old about actor John Cazal. Two homicides and the theft of a brass instrument on the opposite side of town. But how were these things linked? Detective Badger thought he had the answers. To me, this is clearly a premeditated crime. In a crime of passion, you steal a cool instrument like a guitar or the maracas. See, this was Badger's problem. He got obsessed with the tuber and it blinded him to all other facts of the case. Kept hounding on after this conductor of a local brass band. Said he didn't trust him because he looks like a bird. You cannot tell me this man does not look like a suspicious owl. Here, let me use the comprehensive image library available through Bing.com to show you. Who? Oh, Detective Badger. Well, just because I am a conductor, it does not mean I am going around stealing instruments from children, let alone killing people with them. This case, it was make or break time for us. And now, it was time to face the music. Using the cutting-edge technology of Bing Maps, I propose this man stole the tuba, ran 14 miles across town, and hit two men in the head with it before running back again. Detective Badger, is it possible that this tuba is simply just a tuba? No, sir, I believe that it is the key to this case. Find the tuba, find the answers. Okay, I stole the tuba, but I didn't kill anyone. 
I had to sell it to pay off my debts to the cartel. Could you tell us the name of this cartel? The Psychedelicatessen. God damn it, it's time for some truth to enter this courthouse. Ladies and gentlemen, I am disturbed to announce that during the course of this trial, there has been a third murder. How is this possible? Two. Two I could deal with, but three. <sighs> Three's a crowd. Enter the truth. Airing on CBS Reality weeknights from seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's my thinking here. <laughs> Investigative drama has got to keep you on your toes. <clears throat> yeah. So I, my attempt was to try and keep, <laughs> keep everyone on their toes by making every single one of these titles in one... <laughs> Jack, one incredibly crowded <laughs> trailer. Jack, I hold very few things sacred in this world: puns, Pez dispensers, <clears throat> but more importantly, <clears throat> sticking to the rules of this podcast that you and I set up together. Uh, where we? And what rule? What rule? Would uh, that would that would that. be choosing one title of the selection. Oh, I Jack. only chose one. It's called Enter the Truth. Yes, Jack, <laughs> but the the plot heavily borrows from titles of other projects that have not yeah. been produced. Yeah, perfectly legally. Perfectly legally, I might <laughs> add. Borrows uh... Guys, let me just check the rule book here. Just give me one moment. Oh, yes, it doesn't look like Jack's in any violation here. <sighs> it, it says you can borrow from the titles of other films for your plot you just can't use mm. that title. So I think you've actually done nothing wrong. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Cameron, for having my back on this one. That's think, okay. And for, uh, for, and for knowing our um, bylaws quite so <laughs> well, I, comprehensively. I them. You know, I wrote them. We send the rule book to every single guest and they never read them. <laughs> I'm so impressed by your ability to keep me guessing for the entire, I mm. want to say, 10 minutes that that trailer went for. <laughs> 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 on what the title was going to be. <laughs> See, unfortunately, it's not actually that long, but it just feels very long, which, you know, we, I, we were really... It's always a good thing with, um, <laughs> with filmic media is... If if you can go for as short a time as possible and yet feel like you're trapping your audience <laughs> for a significant period of their life... <laughs> I loved it. I loved it very much. Mm. I, I, you know, I, and I'm impressed that you went with Enter the Truth as your title. That's very good. Very good stuff. You were impressed by going with Enter the Truth. I was shocked by it. That was the title that I completely <laughs> forgot about the entire way through. <laughs> and it effectively gave me a gorgeous twist ending. Yes, yes. Well, basically, I thought... Uh, which, which of these titles is impossible to work in <laughs> yeah. to the mm. to the remit of this without saying it? Mm. And I essentially uh, landed on just yeah using it as the title right at the very so end. So I am curious, Jack. What does happen if you load up Bing dot com and enter the truth as a search term? What happens mm. if you do that? If you enter the truth on Bing? Let me try that right now. I'm on Bing.com and I'm entering the truth. He's got it loaded up ready. Well, it's Cam's homepage. Okay. You get a whole bunch of images of the truth. Uh, the first one that comes up is a screenshot for a TV show on ABC called Tell the Truth, a summer fun and games program. And I don't think it exists Some- anymore. I think it got cancelled. Wow. Tragically, summer was cancelled this year. I guess people couldn't handle the truth. <laughs> I guess they couldn't. 
Still holding on to that number one spot on Bing Images, though. You can't say they're not up to date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's uh, the number one I've got to ask about the brand integration itself. It seems like that it felt natural the way that Bing was integrated into the, mm-hmm. into the project. Did you find it difficult or was it a challenge? Was it something that was simple to do? Um, it it was very difficult to mm. try and stop all of our researchers from uh, saying the term Google it. Mm. We did have to, um, we, we had to use electric shock therapy to yes. change Naturally. that lexicography that we've all, you know, grown up with and used to, uh, to try and convert them all into saying Bing it. Guys, I don't know why there's so much negativity towards Microsoft Bing, formerly known as Bing. <laughs> it's a web search engine owned and operated by Microsoft, the Surface has its origins in Microsoft's previous search engines, MSN Search, Windows Live mm-hmm. Search, and later Live Search. And as of October 2018, Bing is the third largest search engine globally with a query wow. volume of 4.58%. 0.58%. I know my stats, okay? I don't trust me. I've done the research. Uh it's clo- It's hot on the heels of Google. Google has 77%. With just 77%. Yeah. And Bing following up with just 4.58%. Yeah. Uh, and also, obviously, you know, they've they've now famously merged. Everyone will have known about this because mm. it was massive. They've now merged with um, Yahoo. With Yahoo Search, yes. Yeah, they do Yahoo power Search. Yahoo Search. Jack, I really quickly want to touch on the, the backlash this uh, trailer received mm. on the musician... Uh, video streaming service uh, UberTuber for the for the slur uh, Daddy Grown Up mm. Trumpet. Um, it's now the most disliked video on UberTuber. I think it's the only video on UberTuber, isn't it? It, mm. it was. It's created that much of a stir that they couldn't dislike it anymore on YouTube. So they created their own website yep. just to downvote it. Are, are you not concerned about how big and widespread the Tuba community is? Yeah, well, I basically, af- after the initial backlash, I reached out to the Tubers Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, which is? To, what do you mean, which is? <laughs> what's it, what's it called? Mean, the Tubers Guild. Oh, of course, yeah. Like the Musicians Guild. Mm. It's the Tubers Guild. So, I reached out Tubers to aren't the musicians? Tubers. Can I finish, Matt, please? This is a very important point. I, I really don't want to be misquoted on this, because <laughs> as, I kn- as, as you well know, ignorantly made comments can cause real pain in underrepresented communities which i believe the tuba players of the world are so i reached out to the tubers guild um and both of them said that it was fine oh wow i I have a question uh following up on matt's one on uh ubertuber red which is the adults only streaming platform there is a pornographic parody of this film called Enter the Truth and then Pull Out of the Truth. <laughs> How do you respond to this and do you do you endorse the creativity of the pornographic actors and creators? Um well, firstly I I just like to clarify that we uh, you know as we all know pulling out of the truth is not an effective means and it won't protect you from any truth related diseases. Mm-hmm. So with, with that in mind, what was your question again, Cameron? <laughs> did you? <laughs> let me. I'll ask it in a simple way. Did you watch the porno film and did it make you horny? <laughs> it made me very horny. Yeah. <laughs> and could you tell us about the other pornographic film, which is on the streaming site Hornhub? Uh, 
Enter the step truth. <laughs> oh. uh, yes, it's about a... Um... How do you know so much it, about it? Well, I mean, I have to do my research. You, you spend your it? time on... You spend your time on Ibiza forums. <laughs> I spend my time... On Bing Incognito, on, Mo. <laughs> on, Bing inco- on Bing Cognito. Bing Cognito. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically it's about a... Um, yeah, a... A saxophone gets caught in the washing machine, and their step trumpet comes in, and you know there's a whole thing. But I won't, mm. I won't get into it. Spoilers. I won't get into it. I've heard now. This is interesting because you know we're talking about all this porno stuff, and there is rumor that Bill Gates has actually even just commissioned Enter the Truth as just a way to automatically generate pornos to effectively use Bing's as a search engine just to find pornos. Is I've this true? As well. Yes. Yes, Alexi, it is. Well, how can you justify your existence as an artist if you're mm-hmm. selling out to big porno? No integrity. That's a good question. I really feel like... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going Are you down crying? that. I'm not going, like down. I'm not going down. I'm not going down that route. Yes, well, well, Cam. When I basically when I grew up as a teenager and I envisioned myself as a creator of an artistic medium, no, this mm. isn't how I thought it was going. Mm. Sure. This isn't how I thought I was going to end up. Sometimes you do have to deal with the devil in order to uh, to survive and, and make the projects that you're really, really pleased about. Are you referring um, to Bill Gates as the devil? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good look, man. Yeah, to Especially call your, your business boss. partner the devil. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was thinking more of the tuba guild. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking They're more, more of the evil. Because they have horns. Oh, God. Oh, God. I've, re- I've really got myself into a, into a trumpet-shaped hole here. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm I on the... Don't um, know where, I don't know where to go, guys. I'm on the Microsoft Bing Wikipedia page, and did you know this? They uh, allegedly have been copying Google's search results. Did you know that? Yeah, because no I've just... I've just checked Bing.com as well and, and checked some research. And apparently Bing actually stands for Babes, I'm not Google. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. Uh, it wasn't, as as well known, it wasn't because it makes you think of an idea coming into your head mm. and it's mm. easy to think of across all languages. Of course, yes, it is. Babes, I'm, babes, not, I'm Google. not Google. <laughs> They did origin. They went with ing to start with, but they thought it was too. Um, they thought it was too aggressive. They weren't getting anyone's attention when they. When they it's said really, it. really funny for me to watch you backpedal and justify working for this horrible, horrible organization. Well, I'm glad someone is getting enjoyment out of it. <laughs> I, I have, I have no further questions. Uh, Cam, Alexi. No, I feel completely satisfied. I would have watched the film. Were it not for the shady uh, company behind it, <laughs> babes, I'm okay. That's all I can say. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Jack. It is now time to move on to the final bit of business. That is the pitch fight. Who would you like to hear from first? Well, let's give Jack a break for a minute or two. So. <laughs> when you've uh you're back at school or something when you had to you had like one job in like a school assembly or something you had to like read one line mm. and you've like fucked it in front of everyone <laughs> and you like stood at the side like try like trying not to cry and trying not to look you're like I, I got bill gates in my ear going you had one thing not to mm. say and you said all of it 
<laughs> All right, we'll go with Matt first okay. then. Okay, cool. In that case, three, two, one. Two esteemed filmmakers, an incredibly versatile film. It's the wit and charm of Wes Anderson and the grit and harm of David Ooh. Fincher. Um, it's an all-star cast. It's stylish. It's gritty. It's awesome. It's not 10 hours long. I've not dealt with the devil. It's full of good practice, good morals. That's why you should pick my film. Wow. Wow. I love the part where you rhymed. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. let me just take a second to compose myself. Okay. Three, two, one. Bing is a comprehensive and powerful search engine which is available in all countries across the globe. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, this film uses lots of different ideas to keep you constantly guessing from start to finish. Is it Enter the Truth? Is it the clue of the missing tuba? You don't know and you will never know because we'll drag it out over ten episodes because we've got to keep it going, you know, the entire time. Mm. And also... uh, you like Mike Myers, mm-hmm. this will make you horny. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, this is really Ooh. hard. Okay. Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos on Mockbusters Season 2, Episode 5. Who have you chosen as this week's Mockbuster? It was a really hard choice. Two incredible pitches from two incredible fellas with three incredible directors. But we have chosen Enter the Truth. Oh my god! Yes! I have no idea how this, this is happened. particularly hard because we're not big binge fans. What are they called? Binge? We're not big heads. Uh, now, Matt, I don't want you to take this personally. It was a great film. Uh, the you. only mm-hmm. thing that held you back was not enough Andrew Wilson. I'm a big Andrew Wilson sure. fan. Yeah. He's not really known as an actor but i just think he's Mm -hmm. got a a little special something and i want to see him on the screen more we did have uh investment in andrew wilson's career cameron and i manage him uh we run a management company Mm. where we look after the brothers and brothers of famous actors (laughs) we did pick on yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well thank you so much guys for joining us this week we've uh we've had an absolute blast i i'm frankly i'm i'm stunned that that we we on the bing side of the fence have come through victorious But, um, you know, I'm, I am not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. So thank you both. <laughs> Do you guys want to plug your socials away? Uh, so uh, we would like to plug Finding Drago and Finding Desperado, our pop mm-hmm. culture mystery shows that you can find wherever you get podcasts. They're on Spotify now. After not being on Spotify for a long time, Spotify mm-hmm. has relented and let us be on there. So thank you so much. Thank you so much to Spotify and thank you so much to the ABC for relenting and allowing us to be on another platform. Uh, we also have another podcast that's on Spotify and uh, Apple everywhere called Total Reboot where we talk about reboots, remakes, rip-offs in cinema. We're currently taking a little break, but we'll be back soon and we're actually going to reboot it a little bit ourselves. So it's mainly just a goofy podcast where we talk about movies uh, every week. You can find Alexi on Twitter at This Is Alexi and you can find Cameron at I Am Cameron James and you can find Total Reboot 
on at Total Reboot. Thank you. Uh, and if you want to drop us any title suggestions, genre suggestions, anything whatsoever, you just want to say something nasty or nice, you can find us <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Mopbusters Pod, or you could drop us an email at mopbusterspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I've been Matthew Biddulf. I've been Jack Ayres, and we've been joined by... Cameron James. And Alexi Toliopoulos. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.